0: Podcast. We're going to talk about the passion for this job that we have as coaches, and how you need to use that to help yourself through some transitionary periods. And joining me to discuss that is the new tight ends coach at UMass, Kyle Segler. Kyle, great to have you back on the podcast.
1: Great to be back, Keith. Uh, love what you do, man. Love what you do for our business and our, in our uh, again, this this great, great profession we're in. And uh, excited to. Excited so to share some more information and some more uh, passion for the game, man.
0: Well, you and I have had some conversations back and forth. You were part of Lawrence First and Goal Clinic and, and did an outstanding job there. And, um, but uh, hit, we're hit with uh, some tough times. Um, for you, it was um, you know being let go at Marshall. Um, and then as you had shared with me before we got going uh, in, in the same uh, few days there, uh, the loss of your father too so a lot hitting you in life and uh, in a short period of time and um, you've managed your way through it and I think you know you shared with me the quote and, and I've heard it a number of times too there's there's two t- kinds of coaches the coaches who have been fired and the coaches who will be fired and it's something that happens to all of us regardless of the level that at some point we're going to be in transition between jobs and having to figure things out so um you know, first of all, you know, uh, congratulations on the new job, and certainly um, our condolences for the loss of your father. But uh, I, I am happy to see that uh, you are moving forward in our profession and uh, have the ability now with this new opportunity to continue to do great things.
1: Yeah, well, no, uh, you, you you hit the nail on the head, man. You know, uh, you know the big thing. You know, I kind of. I draw from a lot of a lot of you know things, and I'm I I'm, I'm do my best to to not get too emotional about some of this stuff. But uh, you know, growing up a coach's kid, you know I'm I was, I'm a fourth generation coach's son, and you know, being in this profession and growing up around this profession, you know, you see it from both sides, you know, and really I've seen it from three sides. You know, I saw it from a as a kid growing up with my dad, growing up around his teams and his players, and seeing him coach his guys, and then. I became a player, and I went through those things with, you know, got to play for my dad in high school, and then, you know, my experience in college, and then now I'm on this angle of it, and this side of it, and I'm, you know, I'm coaching, and I'm now on the other end of it, and so, you know, just seeing kind of how this thing evolved, you know, and just what happened, and, you know, again, for me, it was, you know, as coaches, we talk about all the time, you know, we preach to the kids, we coach, and we talk about, you know, how, you know, football prepares you for life, and, you know, there's, so many lessons in this game that it can provide you as far as dealing with, you know, your future and, and, and adversity that comes in your life, you know, and, and especially as football coaches, you know, in, in a game setting, you know, in practice or in a game setting, you know, you're dealing with and you're, you're working through, you know, the, the, the curveballs that come at you in a game, whether it's, a, 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 you know, new pressure that they had shown on film yet or somebody gets dinged up and now you're playing with your second and third string guys, you know, and, and you talk to kids all the time about how are you going to handle that adversity? What are you going to do in those moments that are trying you at the most, you know, and we're, as coaches, it's our job to put them in those positions, you know, and, and to see how they react and see what they do. And sometimes you forget that you also can get put in that position. You know, and and like you said, that's what exactly what happened to me. You know, I, you know, we go seven and three, we win the East Division of Conference USA, playing a bowl game, and you know, I'm sitting there, and there's not a group of five coaches who would trade positions with us at Marshall and thinks that you know, we obviously got a good thing going and. Next thing you know, you get the rug pulled out from under you, you know, and, and I don't have any ill will towards, you know, Coach Huff and the new staff, you know, he's doing it with his people and his way, and I wish him the best of luck, you know, because again, if I'm the head coach, there's a good chance I'm probably going to bring in my guys as well, you know, but to, in that in that same week, as you mentioned, you know, Tuesday, you get your walking papers, and Friday, you know, I lose my dad. I mean, you talk about, you know, kind of your world getting shook and and some some adversity that up to my point in 34 years of life, I, I haven't been through that kind of adversity at, 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 to that magnitude, you know, and, and how do you handle it? How do you come out of it? And obviously, you know, that's, that's where we're at. That's where we sit right now.
0: So um, there's a lot to to unpack in, in how you deal with this. And, and so there's that um, there's the emotional side of it initially, right? You're, you're hit with that. And you mentioned, you know, you go right to that advice that you're giving, uh, your players uh, in and then there has to be some kind of, of course of action and i know you know that was uh the 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 loss your father you know added into the mix here but um for you you know dealing with that idea that okay i'm i'm out of a job um ed, the, what's the advice or the takeaway you really now looking at okay i've been through this here's what i would tell a coach and give him advice you know when he's He's facing that uncertain, uncertainty about what happens next.
1: Well, what I think, you know, to me, the biggest thing that I did, you know, and it, it's, it's common, it's human nature, you know, well, we got fired because I'm not a good enough coach. I didn't, what did I not do well enough? You know, was that I, could I have done this better? Could I have coached this better? Could I have. You know, prepared better, all these things. And, and you start to, you know, again, as we all do as coaches and as humans, you know, we start to look inwardly at ourselves at the very beginning of it. And it's very easy to have those negative thoughts and those negative moments affect your your viewpoint of yourself and your viewpoint of the profession. You know, this, because this negative thing has happened to me in this moment. I'm I'm bitter and I'm negative and I and I, and football did this to me, you know. Ball did this to me, you know. And it's not, it, it it has nothing to do with that, you know. It's just the way. That's your journey. That's the circumstances you were in in that time period. And you know, to me, like that was the one of the things that, you know, before my dad passed, you know, one of the things we talked about that week, you know, when I had to call him and tell him, hey man, like I just got let go, you know, like this is, you know, and, and like that was one of the first things he told me was like, hey listen man. You're in the position you're in because you're a really, really good football coach. You're an intelligent guy. You, you care. You're passionate about it. That's not why this happened. It's not because you're you don't care enough. It's not because you don't love it enough. It's because this is just the circumstance, man. This is just the roll of the dice you had, you know. So to me, like that was kind of the the boost and the kick that I needed to be like, hey, you know what? He's right. You know, I mean, I coached a first-team All-Conference tight end this last year. You know, I coached the year before that. If my man that won the freaking Mackey Award isn't in, in the conference at FAU, I probably coach back-to-back first-team conference tight end. So obviously, that's not what the issue was. It was just the circumstance, you know. And 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 the big thing is obviously, you know, to me, the 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 one thing that I, I claim as a benefit really that helped me really sort through it and kind of keep my focus on trying to find that next opportunity and keep my head on straight was. At the end of the day, I, I got I got two kids, man. I got a wife. You know, that's that's what my priority is. Everything I do, every decision I make, is about them and what I can do for them. So, you don't have time to sulk, you know. And some guys go through this period too, where you kind of you like I said, you know, you're kind of and it's natural. I mean, the mental health piece of this is something that is not discussed. It's not talked about. You know, nobody nobody has the courage to stand up and be like, yeah, man. Like when this happens to you you get down, you get depressed. And it's just, it's natural because again, just this is a life possibly altering thing that happened to me, you know, and, you know, sit here, as I sit right now, and I'm blessed enough to have the ability to get the coach again. And I have another job, you know, like I talked to you about before, like you, you don't realize how much you love coaching and how much you love ball. So that gets taken away from you, you know, and lucky for me, it was a short period of time. So I had an opportunity to get it back, but, You know, again, having that, you know, having that support system with your family, having that support system with with other fellow coaches, you know, again, some of the guys that I came up in this business with, you know, those guys were the first to call me, you know, and those are the guys that they worked to try to help me find something and get an opportunity other places. And those guys, because they knew, obviously, what kind of person I am, but also what kind of coach I am, they went out of their way with their own problems and what they're dealing with in their day to day to try to help me out, you know, and that's what is so special about this business, this business is it is brotherhood. You know, you got guys that are willing to do that for other people because of the relationship that, and the impact you've had on them and vice versa. You know, again, those are the things that, like I said, are, you know, kind of, it's not necessarily under the rug, but it's just not talked about enough, you know, and it's because it's going to happen. You said it earlier, it's going to happen to everybody, you know, and to not have an idea or a plan of action going into it, until it happens to you, you know, because again, this was the first time this happened to me, you know, so it was, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think, what to say, you know, and having that support system with those guys, obviously was a huge, huge impact on me.
0: So the, the, the plan of action is is probably a very important component that coaches, you know, like anything, right. You, you gotta have contingency plans. You have to plan ahead. You don't want to think about this, but um, you know, you might want to, you know, have that kind of laid out, like, if this doesn't happen, here's the plan. Because, you know, you get to those points when you're not having a good year, that you start to have that anxiety, too, about, geez, are we going to lose our jobs? What's going to happen on, you know, that Monday after the season ends, and, and all those kinds of things, too. And, you know, you don't want to be left scrambling, necessarily, to, to figure it out. So, what are your recommendations as far as Putting together a course of action and what you can do to uh, to to find your next gig.
1: Uh, well, the first thing is obviously you know you you have like I mentioned a second ago, you have your network of coaches and, and friends that you're that you have at your core that are in your you know support group, your support system. You know, and and those guys, you know, like I said, they're your guys that are going to take your call, thick or thin, no matter what what logos on their shirts they're gonna take your call and they're gonna they're, they're gonna do whatever they can to look out for you. And I think that's the biggest thing is you have your inner circle of people that, you know, you trust and that, that will that will help you. Um the other thing again is and the the you know, we talked about this before. I mean this this time period of COVID and, and, and the way this things have gone to where guys are now reaching out to people that they may never established relationships with or knew, you know, before, obviously, you know, COVID and the way we've done about going about business, you know, is, is is you have to put yourself out there, you know, to, to be, you know, and it's not a, it's not an ego thing. It's not a, you know, a, you know, narcissistic thing. It's a, you know, the more people, you know, in this profession, high school, college, or indifferent, the more people that you know, that may know someone who is looking for someone with your skill set. And, you know, you had on here, you know, not too many episodes ago, you know, one of my dearest friends in the world, you know, Matt Powell, talked talking about coaching where your feet are. And I'm, I'm as huge a proponent of that as you could possibly be, you know. And, again, Matt and I, CI, I, see, I don't have a ton of stuff. That's probably why we're so close. But, you know, I'm not saying I'm uh, you, you continue to talk to those people because you're looking for jobs. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying just, again, get yourself out there, put yourself out there to where if you do, you know, God forbid, get in this situation, you know, now there's just more – outlets and more people who have other opportunities or may know people who have opportunities out there. If you don't get out of your comfort zone and you don't put yourself out there and go try to learn from other people and establish relationships with other people in the profession, when this happens, that list of numbers you can call to try to find out what's going on. Hey, do you know somebody here? Hey, you know, can you call this guy that you worked with before? That's a smaller list, you know, and that's something that especially early in my career, I did not do a great job of, you know, cause I was like, Hey man, I know my guys and that's we stick together and that's the end of it. I don't worry about anybody else, you know, but you can't be that way. Cause again, at that time of my career, when I'm just newly married and I'm young and it doesn't matter where we coach or how much money we make, like that's, that's, that's not a big deal. But now you fast forward to being 34 years old, having a five-year-old and a one-year-old little girl and a wife that's, you know, you're responsible for their well-being. That That changes drastically, you know, and, I think that's, you know, that's the biggest thing. You know, I think to me also in the off season, you know, which is the appropriate time to do this, I think you need to have all of your professional documentation, cover letters, resumes, install slash, you know, teach tapes, all that stuff needs to be updated and ready to where, again, if this does happen, you know, now I'm not, oh, I'm not scrambling. I'm not, hey, you got kicked out of your office and you don't have access to any film. And since you didn't do the work ahead of time, you don't have the ability to prepare the way you should for an interview or to be able to have an opportunity to, again, you know, put yourself out there and possibly get another another opportunity to coach, you know. And, again, you know, when you look at all those things, like, that's, that's, that's cumbersome. I mean, that's a lot of information. That's a lot of stuff. But, like, you know, again, one of my favorite sayings when it comes to, you know, football in life, you know, and my, my, all my former players have heard me say this at one point or another, if you want peace, prepare for war. You know, I may not ever, hopefully ever have to get worried about getting fired again. You and I both know that is ne- that's, that's definitely not gonna happen. It's gonna happen again at some point, but if you are preparing yourself to where, when it does happen, you have all the tools in your tool belt to, again, come out of, on the other side, you're not gonna have that, 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 you know, just complete despair and just frustration you feel of, now not only do I not have a job, now I can't prepare the right way to have a job, and if something was to present itself, I can't even put my best foot forward to try to get one of those jobs because I haven't prepared on the on the on the back end, or even on the front end, for something that happens to me, you know, negatively on the back
0: end. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. There's there's a lot of work to do to make sure that you're updated on on those types of things. You know, when when you're looking at that, and you know, I know for you, your backgrounds, O line, uh, you coach tight ends. Um, you know, that's kind of. Uh, The things there, that's your skill set. Do you look at any things that, you know, you might prepare your professional development that you want to show in, um, you know, maybe some of the areas that you haven't had the opportunity to work in yet, but you've expanded your knowledge or you've worked on yourself, you know, professionally and understanding some other things as well. So you show some, I guess, versatility that you don't get pigeonholed that you always have to be, you know, this type of coach or this position or whatever it might be.
1: No question, you know, and, and again, that kind of comes, that, that immediately goes, it, I point the finger at you, you know I mean? Again, what what assets and what tools are out there? You know, this is an unbelievable outlet for coaches to learn. This is an unbelievable, again, like you, you have to push yourself to grow in areas that you aren't as competent or comfortable in for exactly what you said. If the opportunity comes, hey, I may not have gotten another Division One job, but if I had an opportunity to go to the FCS or the D2 and be a coordinator, I'm prepared for that. I have I have a you know again I have a playbook prepared. I have and again you know I have all the documentation and all the preparation for that done to where, if that opportunity was what I got, I would be prepared to go in and handle that and, and crush an interview in that opportunity. And you know again, the the, the double side of this thing you know the, the 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 backhanded part of this which I love too is. If you update your teach tape and you update your clinics for whatever positions you're passionate about, and again, I got buddies. Heck, one of my buddies is a big time quarterbacks guy, and all he wants to do is coach O line and talk O line play and all that stuff, and he's got as much O line stuff as I do. You know, so have different things that you're passionate about, study those things, learn those things, and prepare yourself to where you know. Again, hey, listen, just and I'm no different. You know, I, I'm looking for an opportunity to finally. Break in and get into the offensive line room at the Division One level. That's that's my next goal, and what I want to do because that's what I play and that's what I'm passionate about. So I'm prepared to go today, any day of the week. Go, and I can talk to a line with anybody. I have I have a presentation, and I have teach state prepared to where again, when I get that opportunity, we're just going to hit the ground running. It's not well, you know, no, I, I don't have anything like that because that's not what I coach. I just I just specialize in my area, like you like you mentioned, you know. And the other part of it too is you're more prepared to coach the players you currently coach. You know, if you're updating your teach tape and you're adding new techniques and things that you've been teaching and showing, if you don't have to deal with what I had to deal with, you're just more prepared to be a better coach. Again, where your feet are at at that moment, you know, it's, it's you're now your players are going to benefit because now your teach tape is updated with them doing the techniques and the drills and the things that you're teaching with your current players, you know? So, It's beneficial on a lot of levels, again, where you're at currently or possibly, again, you know, if you're having to prepare to go somewhere else, you know, and, again, those parts, you know, versatility is, 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 again, something that's going to open a lot more doors than, than, than other people who are specialized. It's just like kids that play multiple sports. You know, again, all the guys I've recruited and, and coached in my past that are multiple sport athletes, they're smarter, they're, they they think on their feet better, and they're they're some of the best players I've coached. You know, if I'm a specialized guy and all I coach is the quarterback and that's it, well, hey, Big Daddy, that's, that's limiting you to a lot. There's not many jobs out there outside of the offensive coordinator who's going to get to coach the quarterbacks. You know, so for me, I'm, I'm not a one-trick pony. You know, I've, I can coach the line, I can coach tight ends. I've been a special teams coordinator. And, you know, again, like those things, that opens multiple doors for me that other guys may not have, you know. And, again, you know, that's 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 the stuff you have to prepare for and the stuff you have to look at because this is such a competitive business. And even, you know, when the position I was in where I was, you know, on the street for a while, you know, you start looking at some of these off-the-field positions and analyst roles at some of these big schools, some of those jobs are as sought after and as hard to get as a full-time job and on-the-field coach nowadays, you know. And, you know, that's – That's the world. Again, that's what you're looking at, and where you go with it. And so, again, you you have to, like I said, if you want peace, prepare for war, man. And you know, if you're ready, when that happens to you, now it's just about networking and and getting on the phone and getting in contact with people to try to get your foot into that door and try to get yourself that opportunity to interview with those people. Because when you do, that's when you blow them away. It's like people like, holy cow, how's this guy? How's this guy on the street? Like this guy's really impressive, you know
0: yeah definitely and you know so there's there's a technical aspect to this too in in that work you have to do uh in the platform that you use I know when you look at the places your film is within your program and and I don't care if that's at the high school level with huddle or at the college level with exos or d v sport uh the reality is if uh, if the door closes on that you lose access so you have to have it somewhere, and most of us can't uh, just on our own afford those systems. Uh, what, where, what recommendations do you have as far as uh, how you put those things together? So you know that that's the content that you own, uh, and and you have readily available um, for you. What kinds of things do you use? Uh, well, for me, you know, the first thing,
1: obviously, you know, any you know any coach works their salt nowadays, especially my generation of coaches you're gonna you're gonna have at least one to two, sometimes three or four, you know, large storage, two terabyte hard drives to where, you know, it doesn't matter if the building's burning down, we can load the film on that sucker, and we can get out of here, we're 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 gonna be okay. You know, we can have a chance to watch film and we're not gonna be in that position. Um You know, for me, a lot of times, you know, I I say a lot as a coach, you know, there's two people in the building you need to be really, really close with. It's the equipment guy and it's the video guy, you know, because if those guys are willing to help you and take care of you, you know, a lot of times nowadays, you know, they can transfer the film pretty quickly to other schools and where you're going, um, but also you have to, you know, you have to hard download that stuff and again kind of again if you have to be prepared to, to set up the multiple platforms you know and my video is set up obviously because we were an exo school at marshall and thankfully we're an exo school here at umass you know so it was easy to transition you plug and play and load it up and let's ride um but also i have to, had some of those presentations and especially interview materials saved to where you know i could play it on huddle i could play it on you know Basically on Windows Media Player, if I needed to, you know, whatever it took, I'm going to get it done, and and, and I'm going to make that that platform work for me. Um, but you know, again, especially you know with with the advancement of technology and what we have as far as these these, these you know platforms to watch film and to do those things on, you know, I think again you just got to you've got to find a way to, to to make it work for you, you know, and again. You know prepare for all all scenarios like i said you know because again at some point you know heck if i had to i can go make a freaking dvd some of this stuff and put it in a dvd player and, and make it happen because how bad would you feel if you get to an opportunity where all oh, my film doesn't work and i can't play it because I, I haven't gone through these you know through these channels to secure that and make sure that that works and that could be the difference if you getting an opportunity or not
0: yeah yeah very competitive and you do have to stay on top of it and that's that's at every level today. I mean, if you, you want to get a good high school job, you have to be on top of it there. I mean, there's there's one thing for sure. If there's a, a job open in football, um, you're going to get 100 applicants for it. And it really doesn't matter the level, right? Uh, there's there's a lot of guys who do want to get into to coaching and uh, it makes it very, very competitive. So, yeah, you have to stay on top of it, be ready for those things. And, you know, you, you really can't use that as an excuse that, I you know, I lost my film. I'm, you know, I, I think it, it says a lot about you and your preparation that you found a way to get it done anyway.
1: No question. And again, to me, it's, it's, I just go back to this, you know, and I, I, I'm sure I said it last time we talked, you know, everybody has their different way. They came up in this business. And some guys were the five-star players that had a chance to play at the, you know, the power five schools. And, 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 and that's the only experience they know. They only understand, you know, I always joke with my close friends in the business, you know, they only understand that shrimp cocktail lifestyle. You know, they don't understand. Again, I, I played FCS football. I coached in the FCS for seven years, the beginning of my career. And when you coach at those lower levels, it teaches you a lot about adaptability and it teaches you a lot about, you know, Hey man, uh, I don't want to hear about the labor. I just want to see the baby, you know, and you gotta, you gotta, those excuses you, you, get, you get away from that stuff because you have to do less with you have to do more with less. You know you have to be the the position coach, the academic coordinator, the social worker, the psychiatrist, and sometimes the parent. You know for these guys. And then oh by the way you got to have your your meeting prep done, your video done, and and you know clinics and all that stuff done. You know so because you had to wear so many different hats. You know coming up in that level and and doing the things at that level. You know you get guys sometimes that are you know all they know is all the the, the top of the line, everything, and and they can't adapt and improvise when it's time to do that, you know, and I think that's, if, if you can't figure those things out and you can't make those things happen to me also, that's a pretty red flag as a potential employer if, like, well, you know, man, this guy's, he's not prepared, you know, what would you do if one of your players walked in in a meeting and, you know, doesn't have anything, no, any notes written down, has no idea what you're talking about, no idea the concepts. Well, you go completely bonkers as a coach, right? Because that's, I mean, how could you not be prepared? You know, that's that's a cardinal sin. Well, this is no different. You know, the difference is actually, yes, it's significantly different because this affects your your family's life as, as well. You know, so it's, you know, to me, it's, it shows to me, it like you said, it shows to potential head coaches potential employers like hey this guy's got his ducks in the row he's he's sharp he's he's prepared and and he's going to make it happen so obviously i know that when he's put in those scenarios and situations with us at this program abc whatever you want to say he's going to be somebody that's not going to get in that moment and crack he's going to be ready to adapt to again make it happen and and to make the best of a bad situation because again that's we talk about that all the time in football. You know, again, how can I take something bad and the adversity that happens to you and spin it and make it positive for myself and my teammates? Well, again, now yourself and your teammates just happens to be, you know, your, your wife and your kids in this situation.
0: So we're in uh, kind of an odd year here with, you know, seasons staggered. So we've, we've gone through uh, the Black Monday for the FBS level and, and now, you know, the smaller college level's are, are playing here and, and maybe there'll be some transitions for them. And, and certainly down the line, when we get through this cycle again, uh, there'll be people out there in this situation. So, uh, you know, the good thing about this podcast is it's, it's evergreen content. Uh, these principles apply. So uh, for that guy who might pick up this podcast later down the line and, and see, there's something about transitionary period here in, in coaching. Uh, what advice do you have to that coach as, as he faces this and, um, makes his way through to his next opportunity.
1: Uh, I think I think the biggest thing that I drew from this, like I said, is your resolve and your passion for what we do is just it's just it's, it, it can't be shaken. And I think that's something that is the hardest thing to do when you're in that moment of, you know, like I said, again, I bring up the mental health piece of this like that is, that is the biggest thing that you have to fight is that gnawing at you that like, man, like what does it all mean? Am I doing a good enough job? You know, what is, what is, why is this happening to me? You know? And again, if you're sitting there worrying about why is this happening to you, this is going to affect you for a lot longer than it needs to. And I I say this all the time and I, I, I truly believe this. I love coaching football. This is my passion. This is what I want to do with my life and this has changed my life forever. The kids I've dealt with, the friends I've made in this business. But at the end of the day, we're not curing cancer, guys. We're coaching football and this is a game. And is this a livelihood? And is this what we do? Yes. But if you take a step back, you know, and again, just look at the world we're we're living in right now. I mean, we got people who they haven't worked in over a year. We got people who've lost their jobs because they can't send their kids to school because the schools are closed down and now they're worried about if They're going to be able to keep a roof over their family's head, you know, and, and, and sometimes you you lose sight of like, again, perspective is everything, man. And if you have perspective in the situation and is it, is it awful? And did I have that period? Like everybody that goes through that has where I felt sorry for myself and I was down and I was depressed about it. Absolutely. And if you're, if you don't have that, then you're not really human. You know, but at the same time, how are you going to react to it? What are you going to do about it? You know, and again, like, that's the one thing that I, the biggest thing that I also really want to get across is if you do have a family, if you do have a wife, if you do have kids like I did, the people who were the, the most close to me, they, they that did not affect them what was going on with me. And I think that's something some older coaches gave me that advice. And I think it's very sage wisdom That they did not do this to you, so don't take it out on them. My daughter, my oldest daughter, five, she would know, she thinks I'm coaching for the Dallas Cowboys. She has no idea that we got fired. She has no idea that 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 was going on and what stress and and, and pain that put me through because she didn't do that. She doesn't deserve that, you know, and and so, and neither does your spouse, you know, so lean on those people, be positive with those people, and and to me, like I said, if, if you're able to, reassess the situation and put perspective on it. A lot of times it's usually for a blessing. You know, again, I, I, like I said it to you before we started, you know, recording, like I walked into an unbelievable situation. My head coach here is, is awesome. It's been an absolute blast since I've gotten here and hit the ground running. we got a great staff. And, again, I would have never known that if this wouldn't have happened to me. I never would have been in this part of the world in coaching here if this wouldn't have happened to me. So, you know, this opened more doors and created more opportunities. So as long as you can have that perspective – and, and, and get past the now and, and the and the pain of that moment, you're gonna come out on the other side better for it. And again, now you now when you do get a chance to get an opportunity to coach again, you talk about being fired up to come to work every day and being fired up that you get a chance to to be around these kids and be around other coaches. I mean it just it reinvigorates you for why you love this business and why you love coaching so much.
0: Kyle, I certainly appreciate you stepping up and be being willing to talk about this topic and Um, offer coaches this advice. Now you you did mention in in, um, some of the last things you said here that uh, you know we're coaching football we're not curing cancer but you were a part of something that at least is uh, fighting the cancer and um, contributing towards the efforts against it in Lawrence First and Gold Clinic which is for pediatric brain tumor research and cancer services and you had a clinic talk in that, uh, the utilization of the tight end in multiple set offenses and, and really talked about, uh, you know, defending today's modern tight end, cultivating the tight end, etc. Uh, that course is available on CoachTube. Still, again, raising money for Lawrence First and Goal even after the clinic. Uh, it's For our listeners out there, if you could give us an overview of what you put into uh, that clinic talk
1: yeah uh you know we uh you know the, the biggest thing is obviously just trying to 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 find ways to attack defenses and to create um problems from a personnel standpoint with defenses uh by being in a multiple set offense uh you know again it's gonna be more or less very much similar here at umass um just trying to create again create problems for for defense coordinators with alignments of tight ends the use of tight ends the style of person and player uh, that you look for in those positions and, and how some cool ways to utilize those guys and, and find ways to, to stretch those defenses, get those guys the ball, uh, and also get them involved in the run and the protection world as well.
0: well Kyle, again, thanks for, for doing that. For Lawrence, first and goal, thanks for taking the time to talk to us here again on the podcast, and best of luck to you and your new job at UMass.
1: I appreciate it, Keith. Man, like I said, always great to talk with you, man. Love to be on anytime you need me, and uh, like I said, anything, anytime I can do anything to help push this thing forward and, and help, you know, again improve our game and improve our our uh, our brotherhood. I'm all, obviously always for that. So thanks so much for having me again, man.
0: Thank you again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. Please, if you are enjoying the podcast, head over to iTunes or Spotify and click five star for a rate. If you have a minute, write a review. It really helps the podcast. Check out our new. Home for the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. That's at coachandcoordinator.com. And follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.